Hi there, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Talking Dead. This is episode number 37 for the 17th of January, 2011. It's our first podcast of the new year. It is. It took us 17 days to get going, but happy new year, everybody. Hope you had a great holidays and that you rewatched The Walking Dead uh, multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. So, how was your break? It was not bad. Not bad? It's very echoey in here. Yeah, I know. We have to address that. <laughs> okay, we. I guess we can couldn't not say something yeah. about that. We'll see how this sounds when we're done. The reason it's so echoey is because we have now officially moved into the new Talking Dead recording studio. Yep. Which is also known as my basement. And is also currently unfurnished. Unfurnished, big empty walls, n- you know, nothing here to absorb or bounce sound around correctly. So we're in a big echoey room. If it sounds terrible, well, I apologize. It'll sound better next week. Yeah, for sure. When we're full of furniture. And furniture. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, so I figured I'd just add on and furniture. But then you said furniture, and it was too late. All right. Good for you. Yeah. So we're going to run through all of the Walking Dead news that has come and gone over the last month or so since we last did an episode. And uh, and then probably call it a show. Yeah, pretty much. Because, <laughs> you know, well, we don't, have, we don't have any new episodes to watch, but we do have lots of new news to talk about. All right. So let's get right into it. Jump in. The first item is that The Walking Dead received a whole bunch of award nominations, mm. which is very exciting. Very. The first one we should mention is that it was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yes. The Golden Globes were last night. They were. Did you watch? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I watched uh, everything but the first half hour. Right, um, and unfortunately, that was the one, that was when they handed out the award for best TV series drama, which is the category that The Walking Dead was nominated. Oh, I guess I did watch the first half hour because I watched up until that award was given out, and then moved on with my life. Oh, see, <laughs> I I was putting the kids to bed. I came back down, thought, you know, that's a that's a bigger award. They'll give that out towards the end of the show. You'd think. So I watched and I watched and I watched, and I was even going to record the audio of the Golden Globe goes to right. just in case it was The Walking Dead, and then it never happened. And I looked on the website like two hours later. Oh, they gave that out first, <laughs> and. The Walking Dead didn't win. No, but the, it, w- it was up against some powerhouse shows. It it was. Uh, it went to Boardwalk Empire. Do you think, in your humble opinion, does Boardwalk Empire deserve this award over The Walking Dead? The thing is, I think that all of the shows deserved the award. Uh, now, what were, what were the nominations? Do you remember off the top of your head? It was uh, it was Dexter, uh, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Mad Men, no. Boardwalk Empire. It wasn't Breaking Bad. No, it wasn't Breaking Bad. Uh, I, I don't remember them all. I didn't write them down, but I know, um, I think Dexter was there. Yeah. The Walking Dead, Boardwalk Empire, hmm, couldn't tell you the other two. Yeah, I remember watching and listening to the nominations and I'm like, oh my God, they're all fantastic. I think they all should have won the award. I can't, I don't know if I can actually say, yes, Boardwalk Empire is better than The Walking Dead or Dexter is better than Boardwalk Empire. I couldn't rank them. I love them all. Uh I think board they all deserve to win. So Boardwalk Empire in that also means that it deserved to win. You know, I I've heard that the Boardwalk Empire. Some people feel it's rather overrated. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, I can't personally comment because I haven't seen a single episode, but yeah, the the internet seems to be divided on that show. Some people really, really like it, yeah. hence it wins the Golden Globe for best drama series. But other people are like, no, this is the this is the worst HBO show they've done, and for some reason it's getting all this hype, you know, for uh, that when it that it doesn't deserve. Uh, well, okay, so I don't know much about the hype itself. Like, I don't, uh, I, I do love the show, but I don't know if it's overrated because I haven't been following it online or in the media all that much. I knew that it was coming. I knew that I wanted to watch it. I knew that I liked Steve Buscemi. I watched the show. I liked it. I kept watching it. I kept liking it, and it's good. All right, well, I'll take your word for it, and maybe I'll I'll try it. Uh, was it a long first season? No, 12 episodes. 12, so or full, 13. Full length, I okay. Forget. yeah. Maybe I'll give it a try. I mean, it did win over The Walking Dead, so I have to find out. Um, the next award is for editing, um, an Eddie Award. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <clears throat> Awarded by the American Cinema Editor Editors Society. Uh, it's uh, Who's nominated? Hunter Via, the editor for the pilot. Hmm. Interesting name, Hunter Via or Via. I don't know. Why not? Um, other nominees in the category are from Friday Night Lights, Glee, and Breaking Bad. And that award will be presented on February 19th. Which is my mom's birthday. Well, congratulations, your, congratulations, your mom. Yes. That's what I was for trying. For having a birthday. For trying to get out. You yeah. won a <clears throat> birthday. So good luck to Mr. Via for his work on the pilot of The Walking Dead. Hopefully he takes that award home. That'd be good. Frank Darabont is also nominated by the Directors Guild of America for the pilot episode. Ooh. Now, other nominees in this category are direct, a director from Lost, Boardwalk Empire, and Mad Men. All good so, shows. All good shows and some stiff competition there. Mm -hmm. Let's hope Frank takes that one home. It will be presented on January the 29th. Um, Nobody's birthday that I know of. No, shortly after mine, but that's, yeah. yeah. If anybody has a birthday on that day, let us know. <laughs> and congratulations. Yes. Um, the Walking Dead nominated in the Supporting Visual Effects category by the Visual Effects Society. I'm not sure what supporting visual effects means. I, I'm just wondering that myself. So it's not, uh, you know, visual effects in a lead role. It's supporting visual effects. Visual effects in a supporting role. That's so right. it's not the CDC blowing up. It's, you know, a zombie getting its head cut off. Oh, I see. Maybe. That, that's, that's all I Maybe think. there's, uh, you know... A uh, an effect where an actor is actually on the screen, but this supports something or other rather than the whole scene being, you know, the CDC blowing up. So I think I agree with you. Okay, I I, I don't know, but let's let's go with that. Other nominees here are Human Target, Undercovers, and Lost. Okay, so Human Target, I watched the pilot. Yeah, and then uh, Trisha Helfer was in the pilot of that show, <clears throat> and once I realized she wasn't in any other episodes, I decided that I wasn't going to watch anymore. <laughs> Did you notice any of the supporting visual effects? I did not. All right. So once again, let's hope the, the uh, Walking Dead takes that one. Because, you know, those blood effects, I think, were, were good. and They were? Um, only the CDC explosion was the only effect that I thought looked a little cheesy. It was a little cheesy. I mean, it was this big, giant, fake explosion. What else? Yeah, what you are know, you going to do? What are you going to do? It was. It looked It looked a little wacky, but the, the close encounter effects, like, Right, zombies getting chopped and stuff like that. They all looked good to me. I watched that recently. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Close Encounters of Zombies Getting Chopped. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> great, great movie. <clears throat> the Visual Effects Society gives out its award on February 1st. So these are all coming up very soon. Very people. soon. 
Finally, the Walking Dead blog and AMC TV's Walking Dead website are nominated for two awards in the Cable Facts Best of the Web Awards. Not an awards show I'd ever heard of, I must admit. I didn't know about this one. But uh, they give out all kinds of stuff for a variety of categories, mostly online. Other nominees are here. Here are stuff from the Discovery Channel, Mad Men's blog, and uh, Comcast Sports. Nice. <laughs> so I really don't know what to say about that one, except that the award is presented on April the 6th. And I do think the Walking Dead AMC site and the blog are pretty good. They're, yeah. They're absolutely. very, very mm-hmm. nicely done. Um, and I, I visit them regularly. So, do you know? Yeah. So uh, good. If if any of these if, if these awards are based on traffic to the site, I've done my part. Right, and but not a lot of blink tags on these sites, I guess. No, not a lot. Spinning text and various <laughs> such things. You know, for a guy who works online, <laughs> you sound a little outdated. That, that's that's good stuff. That uh, they got rid of the blink tag in HTML. A, a monkey clapping symbols. Yeah. You want well, some of that? Yeah. This website powered by cigarettes and beer. And you know, the, remember the under construction stuff you used to used to be able to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the blinking lights and the, the, the thing with the yellow <clears throat> black stripes on it. Those were good times. Let's put all that stuff on the Talking Dead website, shall we? Yeah. Under construction. <clears throat> uh, so there you go. Those are all the awards I could find that the show or the people involved with the show are up for. I hope they win some. And uh, it's too bad we didn't take the Golden Globe, but I say we like we had anything to do with yeah. it. But, you know, it's too bad the show didn't take that Golden Globe because that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Would have been really exciting. I was prepared to jump around and make a lot of noise and annoy all of my neighbors. Unfortunately, I would have missed it and I didn't even know it, but, you know, whatever. You live close to me. You would have heard me. Oh, yeah, sure. That kilometer distance. I'd have texted you. <laughs> okay, good. All right. The next news item we have is the Walking Dead Season 2 premier controversy controversy that's what i'm calling this are you so a number of weeks ago it might have even been before christmas i can't remember exactly now somebody was interviewing uh, brian cranston new york magazine was interviewing brian cranston he is the actor who plays walt on breaking bad another popular amc show heisenberg heisenberg that's right (laughs) walter white aka heisenberg heisenberg so, and they were asking they were asking him about the decision to move Breaking Bad to July. Now, when was it normally? When was it uh, the previous yeah, seasons? I'm not sure. See, I always watch them uh well, I, you know, the seasons that I watched were well after they had actually aired. So, I don't know what time frame they normally No, I, to released. be honest, I'm not sure either. Um it feels like it's been a while since it's been on. Right. But I was watching it uh, after the fact, too, not when it broadcast. So I'm not sure, but apparently they're moving it to July. I'm okay with July because that's soon. Yeah, that's soon-ish. So that's okay, but they were talking to him about that, and he said it was a decision from AMC that they wanted to position us in July. They want to attract as many eyeballs as possible away from the heavy competitor competition of the September, November, or January start. I believe they're going to put Walking Dead in July as well. So, when he said that, the internet essentially went crazy and right. said, oh my God, they're not going to put Walking Dead in uh, uh, October, right. like we all thought. They're going to do it in the summer, which means we have such a short wait till it, till it comes back. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, first of all, is this really a controversy? It's a, it's a <laughs> controversy for at least in the respect that... There are tons and tons and tons of websites out there reporting this as fact. I, I, you know, pull in an awful lot of Walking Dead RSS feeds so I can try to stay on top of the news. And 
every single day since this has come out and it's been at least a month. Um, there is a, a website that's reporting Walking Dead to return to season two, to return to TV in July, period. Period. And, you know... I don't think that Brian Cranston is the official spokesperson for AMC, so I'm not sure that this is a, a credible source. No, I don't think so. And that's my big question here. Does he have any inside info? He might, but he probably doesn't. Probably not. You know, he probably heard a rumor. He was probably at the water cooler or around the AMC office one day, and somebody walked by and said, you know, we're thinking of when to bring the uh, Walking Dead back, and wouldn't it be great if it came in July? You know, and, and that's how the things right. like this get started. So I am going to sit here right now and say, I don't think that we'll see it in July. No, we need more corroboration on this information before we jump to any kind of conclusion. <laughs> yeah, obviously what we need is an official announcement from AMC as to when it's coming back, which we don't have yet. You would think that the uh, the news organizations that you receive feeds from would uh, take that self-same stance. Corroboration would be nice before announcing things. Well, to be fair, um, I monitor uh, a lot of reputable news sources as well as simple Google alerts for the whole internet. Right. So that includes blogs and film sites and TV sites and every little Joe Blow who runs a, a website that covers TV. And they can say whatever they want. They and they're, sure not, they're not all credible news sources. So okay. I, I think most of those reports come from those, those type of sites. But still, it's out there. It's being reported widely as right. coming back in, in July. Okay. Well, we're not a credible news source, and we're taking a conservative stance. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I think the rest of those yahoos should do the same thing. <laughs> I like to think we are slightly less yahooish than they are. And that's why we're taking this stuff. I don't know. We're yahoos as well. <laughs> okay, maybe. We're all yahoos. <laughs> we all are a little bit. Um, so for the record, Walking Dead, who knows when it'll come back. I think if July is true, that, that'd be great. July would be okay. That'd be all right with me. Um, okay, the next item. The Walking Dead almost had product placement. Gail Ann Hurd was at CES. That would be the Consumer Electronics Show. Yep. That just happened in Las Vegas. And she revealed that Apparently, she was pressured hard to include products on screen. And she said, it's hard when you're a new show, she said. But, uh, but she and the other producers resisted temptation, deciding that adding anything product-related would completely ruin the show's post-zombie apocalypse feel. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. Because you have the golden arches all you know tipped over and broken up. It's still recognizable as a McDonald's thing. But uh, it also fits into the post-apocalyptic kind of theme. I don't agree with her statement, uh, but I do. I, I am grateful that they took that stance. If done properly, product placement is not intrusive. No, that's true. Like you said, if McDonald's golden arches are just you know falling over somewhere in the background, that's different than you know him walking around with a Pepsi in his hand. Right. Right. Like like uh, McFly. <laughs> Even how many times did they mention Pepsi in Back to the Future? All I want is a Pepsi. Yeah. I'd like to take a Pepsi free. Yeah. You're going to have a Pepsi, kid. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. Can you do the rest of the movie? No. Oh, probably. <laughs> Pretty close. but And uh, even in Iron Man, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, when he came back from, you know, after he built the first Iron Man suit and got away, he said all he wanted was American hamburger. Next thing you know, he's showing up with a Burger, Burger King, King bag. Yeah. You know, product placement, it was subtle, 
but it was there. I don't think it was necessarily intrusive. Well, the Burger King thing in Iron Man was not that subtle. No, it wasn't <laughs> when you, when you think about it. Uh, you know, I I think you're right. The Walking Dead could have had products in it. Could have had, you know, a, a blown out McDonald's or or you know, they could have walked past a Target or something like that. But you know, they could put the name of the crossbow on, uh, on you know on there so that if they wanted to sell crossbows. That's good for a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Oh, shit, I need a crossbow. It's true. To shoot the zombies silently with reloadable ammo. True. The problem is, it's, you know, if you're going to place a company's product in your production, they usually want it displayed in a favorable light. Crossbows are good to have in the zombie apocalypse. That's completely favorable. And now I don't even know what kind of crossbow to get because they didn't tell me. (laughs) Well, okay, maybe that that, that's different. But I'm talking about Pepsi. Right. Pepsi's probably going to want something more than you know a blown up Pepsi machine in the background. (laughs) Right. So throw Pepsi cans at people, at zombies. I'm just saying, product placement. uh, You know, I don't think it would necessarily ruin the the feel of the show, like Gail Ann Hurd said. But I think it probably wouldn't have been a good thing. Okay, look at Snapple and 30 Rock. Snapple in 30 Rock is all over the place, but they do it in a very uh, entertaining and unique way. They make fun of the fact that they have to put Snapple in uh, product placement on their show. How come I've never noticed that? You've never noticed that? They had a, a, a Snapple uh, mascot parading around. On maybe, the actual show. Maybe I don't notice product placement. Maybe you don't. Maybe I'm blind to it. But maybe they've done it in such a good way that you don't notice that Snapple is one of their products that they put in yeah. a lot of episodes. Well, but if I don't notice it, what's the point? That's I, true. Like subconscious, you're saying? Maybe it's just sort of floating in my brain and next time I'm in the store, I'll be like, hey, Liz Lemon likes Snapple and then I'll buy one. There you go. And I won't even realize it, but I don't think so because I haven't bought a Snapple in like five years. I don't recall ever buying a Snapple. <laughs> No, nah, my wife used to love the stuff. So, yeah. right. uh, anyways, we've had a lot of product placement in this show this evening. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We're in, not getting paid for any of it. In case you folks didn't notice, <laughs> this show brought to you by Tim Hortons. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's the first time we mentioned that. <laughs> All right. Uh, a few shows ago, what did we do? We announced um, the release date of The Walking Dead Season 1 DVD and Blu ray. Mm-hmm. That is March 8th or 3rd. Crap. Uh, it's early March. We announced it anyway. We sure did. It's early March. And at the time, we talked about some of the special features that were going to be on the discs. Well, Anchor Bay, who is releasing the DVD, has released the official 100% accurate list of special features is that how they, for the disc. Is that how they named it? Official 100% accurate? <laughs> list of stuff. Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good name for something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the featurettes are going to be the making of The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Inside The Walking Dead episode one to six okay a sneak peek with robert kirkman in case you haven't already seen it you'll get a sneak peek uh behind the scenes zombie makeup tips oh so you'd learn how to become a zombie that's okay it's good good for halloween um convention panel with the producers so this will be last year's comic-con uh panel i i imagine which we've all already seen anyways and they're not not allowed to use the word comic-con they have to use convention panel oh probably Okay. Just to say Comic Con, I'm sure you have to send a uh, pay a royalty. Yeah. <laughs> Comic Con. There's another <laughs> fraction of a cent for you, good people. And uh, the Walking Dead trailer. Great. Big deal. Yep. Extra footage. Zombie School. Saw it. 
Bicycle Girl. Saw it. <laughs> on set with Robert Kirkman. Saw it. Yep. Trump uh, dump truck full of bodies. Hanging with Stephen Yeun. Uh, don't know. If I'm not that. sure if that's available anywhere else right now, but I could be wrong. Inside Dale's RV. Want to see that? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that either. And on set with Andrew Lincoln. I saw at least clips of it. Yes, absolutely. So, so Inside Dale's RV is the only thing on this whole list that uh, I haven't seen and I really want to see. It's. I stand by my comments when we talked about this, whenever it was, that this is a little bit weak. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, it's a bunch of stuff that's already online that yep. they released to promote the show leading up to it. It's some footage that really makes no sense, like a trailer. I mean, that's that's simply for the completist who wants to see the trailers yep. again. Or the um, sneak peek. I mean, what's the point of a sneak peek on a DVD? Right. You know? Maybe it's a sneak peek of season two. Well, that would be different. If that's what it is, then I'm okay with it. Maybe it's a sneak peek of Robert Kirkman and not <laughs> with Robert Kirkman. Again, I don't know if I want to see a sneak peek of Robert Kirkman. Maybe he's going to sneak peek Mad Men. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, they um, on the Walking Dead AMC website, they did release a season two preview video. Right. Which, of course, there's no footage from season two because they haven't even started filming it yet. All they do is sort of talk about, yeah, there's going to be season two. Ooh. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to up the ante. There's going to be new characters. Snore. They always say that. All that kind of, yeah, BS that you, you hear on everything. So this video on the DVD could just be that. Right. So again, we've seen that already. We're going to up the ante. We're going to have new characters and new things, and we're going to face things they've never faced before. Exactly. Right. The more we talk about it, I kind of hope it is a sneak peek of Robert Kirkman. Because, <laughs> you know. You know, we could uh, we could go hang out at this house. Like Cribs. <laughs> See what's sure, in his fridge. Yeah. A lot of uh, Mountain Dew and. Yeah. Check out his car collection. He probably has a good one now. Yeah. If he's a car collecting kind of guy. Yeah. He probably can afford lots of them now. So there you go. The Walking Dead Blu-ray and DVD coming out soon. We will, of course, be purchasing it. Yep. And uh, making sure that this, all this stuff is what we think it is. Yeah. And if it's better, we'll let you know. Yep. Sales of the Walking Dead comic are good. Good. That is, that I'm, is, gr I'm happy about that. That is our new uh, next item. The, apparently, the Trade Paperback Volume 1 is the number one graphic novel for 2010. Nice. That's amazing. That's it, a seven or an eight-year-old comic book is now the number one selling graphic novel for last year. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, with the uh, the cross-promotion they had between the TV show and the comic book, you know, people are going to go out and say, hey, here's the first season of uh, this story, The Walking Dead. Here's the first trade paperback of this story, The Walking Dead. I need to get that. No, I agree with you. It's not all that surprising, seeing, seeing as how successful the show was. People are obviously going to seek out the source material. At least some are. Right. It, but what does surprise me a little bit is that apparently The Walking Dead held five spots in the top 10 graphic novels. Holy crap. 50% of the top 10 were Walking Dead. Now, I don't know which other um, volumes it was. Right. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. The fact that half of the first 10 of for the year are all Walking Dead is pretty amazing. They probably pissed off Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it probably pissed off Marvel and DC. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I, you know what? I don't really know what the uh, landscape of, of comic graphic novels is when it comes to sales. It yeah. could be that these more independent ones always outsell the bigger guys. I don't know. Well, that, that's backwards. 
it, it sounds backwards, but maybe the, the, the bigger company's audience is more about week to week and the littler ones like image are more about the sort of trades or something like that. Oh, I, I don't I really know. I'm just saying, I don't know the landscape and what their, uh, what their consumers are like. Right. And, you know, and, you know Marvel and DCs have such a broad range of products. Like even, you know, look at Spider-Man. There's amazing Spider-Man. There's, you know, seven different kinds of Spider-Man to buy. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the walking dead, there's only one kind of walking dead to buy. Yes. You buy this one. Well, there's like seven different kinds of, you know, volumes you could buy you can right. buy trade paperbacks the individuals the books the <clears throat> and now the, there's the weeklies which are the you know the original did you uh, pick up any of those I weeklies didn't. no uh, what's a is the second or third one out already third one's coming out on wednesday i think uh, do you think the first two are still available in stores probably why would you hmm. want it i don't know don't you own it three other ways i own it one other way the hardcovers, but you don't own the uh, trade paperback. No, I own some of the later ones, not the not the first. All right, so I got the trade paperback. I've got the. Did uh, you buy all the trade paperbacks? No, all twelve of them. No, I have number one, and then I think it's uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve okay. kind of thing. Um, I have all the books, and then I bought a, an issue number one script book, which is just the script of. Uh, oh, weird. Yeah, I've never even seen that one. Well, I was in the comic book store and I was flipping through things. I'm like, number one, I got to get this. And then I bought it and I'm like, oh, it's just a script. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of disappointed. I thought I lucked out in getting the number one, uh, you know, the first issue. But yeah. <laughs> that that would be happened. some serious luck if it was in the last, you know, few months. Well, it was or, about a year Or the ago. last eight years. Because yeah. <laughs> that thing's worth an awful lot now. Well, I was foolish to think that. I, I agree with that. But uh, it, yeah, it's a script book. I'm not really sure why they would produce such a thing. Eh, sometimes they make, well... Yeah, sometimes they make script books out of movies, but that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, The Walking Dead, yep, comic sales are good. Good. So that bodes well for the comic. It bodes well for the next season of the TV show. And I guess it bodes well for Mr. Kirkman's wallet. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, moving right along, the Spanish love The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, this is just kind of a, a quick one. And also because I wanted to say that The Walking Dead airs in Spain on a channel called La Sexta. That is a good name. Yep. And uh, it's apparently the most popular broadcast of The Walking Dead outside of North America. Episodes are averaging about 3 million viewers. Wait. In Spain. That's awesome. Yeah. So I... Uh, you think they'll offer it in Spanish on the... D uh, they'll have Spanish on the uh, the Blu-ray? So we can watch it in Spanish? I don't know. Maybe. That'd be awesome. In, in Canada, they'll probably have French. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, Hey, speaking of that, remember there were rumors about having the pilot done in black and white yes. on the disc? Yeah. That's not listed here, but I wonder if that's going to happen. I wonder if it's a setting you can just turn on on Blu-rays. No, I don't think so. it's a so. setting you can turn on in, uh, in VLC, right? You know, play in grayscale. Oh, yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I guess you could just do it that way if you wanted to but no it would be cool if the blu-ray or the dvd actually had that feature it would be cool um and and this is supposed to be the definitive list of what we talked about of what's on the disc but who it knows? is the uh, what did you call it the uh, the super accurate 100 percent uh, true right <laughs> complete <laughs> that, list that's what the internet told me yeah. if that's not the case well blame the internet um anyways the, Sp the spanish love the walking dead so good job people in spain uh for watching it and uh keep it up Awesome. Finally, the uh, USA Today did an interview with Robert Kirkman. And uh, it was pretty standard. They just talked about the success of the show and stuff. But he did give a few 
um, interesting tidbits. First of all, Michonne will probably be in season two. Awesome. That is good. The governor will most likely not be in season two. That's actually good. That's good. They're taking their time. They're going slow. It's, it takes a while before they get to the governor in the, in the graphic novels. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But the most interesting thing I thought is that apparently he's considering uh, bringing comics from the show, uh, bringing characters from the show back into the comic. Why most not? likely Daryl. Well, Daryl's a great character. He's an awesome character. I'd love to see him in the comic. I just think that's interesting, though, that something, you know, all we've ever talked about is how the com- the show different differs character-wise than the comic. Yep. And it never occurred to me that the show could influence the comic book a little bit and where it goes. No, I think it's great, though. I think that is a cool thing. Uh, it, it would be fun to see him there. Would it feel to you kind of gimmicky, though? Like, you're reading the comic so. book, and then all of a sudden... A character shows up and it's Daryl and he has a crossbow and he's awesome and you're like, oh, but the, he's from the show. I mean, what do they do? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's a comic book. Everybody's kind of gimmicky. <laughs> well, they all have their uh, character strengths and flaws, but yeah. Daryl especially. And I just think it would be weird, a little bit weird. I think it would be difficult to get the flavor right in the comic. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl is very kind of, uh, his screen presence is, uh, you know, very, very palpable. And, uh, you know, having that translate into the graphic novel, I'm not sure how that would be done. But then again, I don't make graphic novels. So uh, I trust Kirkman to do it correctly. I just don't understand how that would uh, would translate. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do trust him that he knows what he's doing and he'd do it, he'd do it well. But I just feel like it would be kind of like stunt casting, but in a comic. You know, it'll be the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree. I think that uh, I think that it would be a, a, a nice addition, and I think that uh, Kirkman would do, do it properly. What if they brought in T Dog and and uh, some of the other new characters back into the comic? They'll just die off. <laughs> so they're introducing characters in the show that are going to live, that bring them into the comic and kill them off. That's right. They're not the same universe. No, I guess not. They can't be really. No. Okay, so that's the Walking Dead news for this week. Lots of lots of stuff going on. The news, other than that, though, it's because we've had a month to accumulate all this. It has kind of slowed down somewhat. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is understandable. Which is definitely understandable. Hopefully they win some of these awards, though. That'll be fun. We will bring those results to you on future shows and let you know what happened there. But I have a feeling the Walking Dead will take some awards. For example, the Editor Award. I could see that happening. Yep. And uh, maybe the supporting visual effects category. That'd be awesome. Or the visual effects society. So a, fi- a visual effects in a supporting role. <laughs> That's right. I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. For a musical, comedy, or what, what's the other one? Or what are they? Survival g- horror. They- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they lump musicals and comedies together. You might as well throw in survival yeah. horror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> All righty. So let's see. We're not going to do any listener feedback this week, but I believe we do have a couple of uh, reviews from the iTunes store. We do. We have actually three reviews from the iTunes store, all from the U.S. store. It's exciting. Uh, the first one is uh, by McJilly, Best Walking Dead podcast. What a podcast. I adore these fellas. Their commentary is excellent. Thank you. Short and sweet by McJilly. Thank uh, you, McJilly. Uh, next one is Daniel W. Bates, full name, which I find interesting. Need more cowbell. 
Uh, these down-to-earth Canadians have never mm. taken themselves too seriously and allow the conversation to stray beyond typical steady diet of zombie-centric fare. You can and probably will do, will do a lot worse than subscribing to this show. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> uh, and by Ashley Smith. Great. Uh, the two of you are absolutely fantastic. I stumbled upon your podcast a couple of months ago and have become an addict. Each week, like clockwork, I go to the latest podcast. It's great hearing the news, even better when the people delivering it don't make me want to bash them in the head and say, I'm sorry, I thought they were zombies. Keep up the great work. I can't wait for your return next year. Well, thank you, everybody. That is awesome. Um, hopefully this episode wasn't uh, too kind of low-key. I did try to keep my voice down a little bit so that we don't echo too much in the new recording studio here. Yeah. In the new poorly, poorly designed recording <laughs> studio. It's a work in progress. <laughs> it really is. It has been a work in progress. When did we start the, uh, the when did you start the basement renovations? Uh, we started tearing down walls. So that that was happening in, uh, in, in August, I think. Yeah. Maybe even before that, in the summertime last year. Yeah, and then, started taking stuff out, and then the doors came off, and then the walls came down, mm -hmm. and it was just a basement. And we moved to another temporary studio, yeah. which was nice and soundproofed. And yeah, we probably sounded sweet. okay in there. <laughs> and then we come back here, and you just need uh, furniture and bookshelves. Don't and worry. Various things. By next week, if all goes as planned, all that stuff will be in here. So um just before we go uh i'd like to read one comment from our facebook page which you can find at facebook.com slash the talking dead uh jason taylor writes i'd like to see the second season of the walking dead advance the time span between episodes the way the comic does one comic would end and the next would pick up a few weeks later what do you think about that idea i think it's a good one it's not something they've done so far because the first season, six episodes, was all very one right after the other. I think a lot of shows, uh, especially on the cable networks, do that one starts right where the next one left off. I know uh, Breaking Bad does that, mm -hmm. uh, where they're very, very close together. I know uh, Dexter does that. Episodes are very, very close together in Dexter. Um uh, Deadwood, an, an HBO show that's no longer on, was extremely like that. The, the literally the next episode would start the instant the previous one left off, or they would go to sleep because it was nighttime, and the next one would start the next morning when they woke up. Well, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, it's a it's full exposure to the character's life, right? Yeah, that's okay. I think um, I think The Walking Dead could get away with extending it a little bit. Like, there's going to be story arcs right right and when you're in the middle of a story arc you might be one right to the next but if you have a three episode story arc at the end of the third episode the next episode could be a few weeks few months who knows how much longer after that right and yep. and i guess stuff happens in 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 the interim but it's just kind of them surviving and then sort of the next story arc begins the comic works that way too episode 80 issue 80 just started uh, no way out which yep. is a which is a new story arc. So, I, I think that's kind of a cool cool idea, especially for The Walking Dead. It would make time progress um, quicker, I guess. Well, it, it could also <clears throat> give a sense of uh, you know desperation because uh, you know you, if you're sitting in a spot for a while, or if say you're on the road and you gloss over a couple of weeks, it can really seem like oh my god, you've been on the road forever, and uh, you know life is hopeless and very bleak. Whereas if you, you know, pick up the episodes one right after the other, you know, it seems like you're on the road for like 14 minutes. And yeah. how far did you get? You got from here to, you know, 14 minutes away kind of thing. This way you can span longer distances. You can see, make 
things seem bleaker. Well, and it, it it does make sense actually. If you're if you're if you have five episodes in a row that all take place right after each other, yeah, you it could, you know, they could be on the road for a longer period, but they haven't really gotten anywhere. So, yeah, you know, so you're you're right. They could they could stretch it out a bit as and, long as they don't do a montage. I'll be fine. <laughs> a convoy montage, yeah, just or, or something, you know, where they quick shots of cutting wood, hunting for deer, and maybe eating a bunch of squirrels. Or, right, right, you know. right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So here's the two week span done as a montage. Yeah, no, they could just draw it out, and it might help a little bit with the uh, kids' growth as well. Yes, you know, if we come back to season two and Carl is suddenly looks like he's 28. Yeah. I mean, it, they could explain that away by, oh, I gotta stop hitting that by, uh, by it's been six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I and don't they should have th- done that in Lost <clears throat> with Walt. Well, they should have. They just wrote him out of the show instead. Yeah. We don't need him or to <clears throat> resolve his powers or anything like that. No. See you later, Walt. <laughs> Bye, Walt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll do that in The Walking Dead for the beginning of season two. I have a feeling it's going to pick up right where it left off. Right. But since we've got 13 episodes to play with and potentially more seasons coming down the road, they'll stretch it out a little bit and start, start moving a little bit slower. Right. The, now, the first six episodes in season one, how many days did that span? Like five? Uh, something like Less that. than that? Well, we have to do some analysis here, I think. I believe they were talking about this. Uh, Jason and Karen were talking about it on the on the Walking Dead cast, and I think they may have figured it out, but uh, I can't think of it now. But basically, Rick wakes up, he gets back to his house, and he spends the night with, with Dwayne, yep. Dwayne and Morgan. Yep, that's the first night. Uh, then he makes it into Atlanta. Yep, gets um, meets up with Glenn. Yep. And do they spend a night in the city? They do not. So they get back to the camp before the second night. Yeah. So that's the second night. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then they spend the night at the camp. Yes. Right. So on the third day is when he decides to go back. Yep. That's when they leave to go back. And they return to the camp during the attack that night. That's the fish fry. The fish fry. Yeah. So that's night three. Yeah. And. Then they clean up and they decide to leave the camp the next, uh, the morning after the next day. So that's the fourth. Well, I don't know because there's a bit, because I think, uh, uh, what's his name was digging around. He was digging holes, right? Which was in the middle of the hot day. So that seemed like they waited a long time. That's the day. Okay. So there could have been some time span in there. There could have been another night in there. Well, wait a minute. The zombie attack happens. They yep. get back. They wake up the next morning. They're cleaning up the bodies. Yeah. And then he's digging the holes? That afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> that afternoon. Okay. So that afternoon, they confront him. Then they decide to leave. Then they decide to leave the next morning. The next morning. So that's the th- uh, what? It's the fourth night. Fourth night. Um, then they leave. They then they the spend c- the CDC night getting drunk. That's the fifth night. Yep. So unless somewhere in there, there is some time spent, you know, yeah. like zombie attack morning to maybe, maybe it's a week goes by before uh, Jim is digging holes. Right. It's sort of unclear, right? Yeah. But at the, at the shortest, it's five nights. And I don't think they're going to keep that pace up. No. 
and I don't think they can. It would be silly. Yeah, I, I like the idea of having a, a little bit of time mm. between episodes. Yeah. All right, very good. Hopefully they spread it out a bit. That's going to wrap up this episode of The Talking Dead, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be back. It is. Um, I really, really missed doing this, and uh, we're going we're gonna to keep it going from here on in. Hopefully there's going to be some news to talk about, but we might come up with other things to do as well. You know what's funny? Sorry, just to jump right back in and cut your sentence off in the middle, I think. Jokes? Jo- uh, jokes are funny? Jokes are funny. Okay. Uh, just over the holidays, uh, I had a, you know, a friend of the family turn to me without having any knowledge that I did a podcast or anything. It's like, hey, what do you know about this show, The Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> I had to resist. You know, I know everything about The Walking Dead. <laughs> so There's nothing I don't know about this show. I don't think he was quite prepared for the level of detail that I went into. He's like, oh, the special effects were great. It's like, oh, wow, that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just jumped right in. It was, that was uh, Greg Nicotero and his team at KNB Effects or whatever they're called. Yeah. And uh, he was in three episodes. He was the zombie that, <laughs> that was eating the... You know. <laughs> All good fun. That's funny. Yeah, and people I work with and stuff kind of find out that I do this, and they also sometimes have a funny reaction. There's a dude I work with who I'm trying to get to at least call in and leave some some comments, or maybe even come on the show one day because oh, be he 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 one day he he watched the entire run in in one Sunday over the break, I think, all six episodes, and then he came back on the first day after the holiday break and. He's like, so I just watched this show, The Walking Dead. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it. (laughs) And uh, we started talking and he probably came into my office six times that day to to say something like, and and another thing, I think this and that. And some of it was good, some of it was bad, but he he had some interesting uh, theories. So yeah, might be funny to have him on. But so I was talking to everybody I could find about this show. So it's nice to be back to, you know, talk (laughs) on, on the air as it were. All righty. Talking to all of you fine listeners. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, our break was a bit long, but hopefully you are still subscribed and you are still here and still listening. If you would like to let us know that you're still listening, you can email us at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash talkingdead or facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. The best way to contact us, though, is on the toll-free Zomb line at one 483 zomb That is 1-866-483-9662. That would be great. We love getting calls and feedback and comments and anything else you want to, uh, anything else you want to bring up on there. A nice rant would be good. Hey, a rant would be great. I wouldn't mind a rant once in a while. You know? It'd be good. Uh, why don't you do a rant someday? I could do a rant. A profanity, <laughs> profanity laced land, rant, <laughs> land, a land. Uh, well, this guy I work with, he might be good for a rant or two. So we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Some people can swear like a poet. You ever notice that? Some people just swear and it seems awkward, but other people swear and it, it's just <clears throat> profanity poetry. Well, it, like uh, Clark Griswold, Christmas Vacation. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's poetry and profanity. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Talking Dead. Until then, have a great week. Bye.